0: life sends through the hourglass so are the gaze of our lives
1: <laughs> <laughs> this podcast recording provides commentary for episodes aired between october 18th to october 22nd
0: hey everybody welcome to gaze of our lives the one and only place where you can get real hard truths every week about your favorite daytime show i'm peace and this is my buddy
1: Awesome way to be super uh, corny about everything.
0: (laughs) I'm trying here.
1: We're here, we're queer, and yeah, we're dissecting
0: gays. (laughs) Yeah,
1: gays of our lives.
0: Yeah, the podcast. And that's why we're here too, you know, two gay guys. Talking about this show, which used to have some representation. And, you know, this is the kind of conversations that we're teasing that you can come to expect from us. Just a quick brief history from the both of us. I'm an avid soap fan, I've been watching since before All My Children in One Life to Live went off the air. I watch all four soaps now. And As far as right now, Days of Our Lives is the soap that I have been watching the longest. It definitely does mean the most to me. It's definitely the show that I've always been most invested in. And I'm excited that we are actually finally getting a platform to talk about this. Austin, do you have anything to add?
1: Yeah, I'm Austin. (laughs) Uh, Days of Our Lives is the only soap opera I've ever watched, so I'm kind of a loyalist. Unlike Peace. I'm named after Austin Reed. I hate that character, but my mom named me after him because she thought the actor at the time was hot. I can't even, I don't even know who could have been playing him at the time. He's been switched so many times. But anyways, like Peace said, there's no representation on Days of Our Lives, so we're really going to kind of get into that. And he is kind of in love with Ron Carlevati. I think this is like a huge difference between me and peace. He loves Ron Carlevati and I hate him. I miss Dina Higley, which might be a controversial thing to say, but I'm saying it right now. Bring her back. We need her. Even though I guess she's responsible for killing off Will Horton, which, you know, anyways... I'm excited to do this podcast. I'm going to be probably more critical than Peace because he's just in love with everything Ron does and all four soaps and living in his fantasy soap opera reality. So be ready for some clashing between these two gays, these two queens of our lives.
0: (laughs) Way to hype me up, Austin.
1: (gasps) Hey, there's, you know, there's, you know, going to be some tension here, baby. And these viewers
0: better get ready for it. Apparently, if I didn't know you any better, Austin, I would say that you're possessed.
1: Oh my God. Oh my God.
0: You're possessed, Doc. I know it.
1: (laughs) And that final moment on Friday with John and Marlena, when that finally happened, I just have to say that scene would not have been able to just like it chilled me to my bones and it would not have been able to do that if it weren't for it being John that that scene happened with he was able to bring the reality to the situation he really seemed horrified and like oh my god my wife the love of my life after 25 years this is happening all over again and I can't believe I'm actually right and I don't want to be right and I am he brought it, you know, to be able to make that scene realistic. You know, that's my he, thoughts.
0: He really did. His facial expression when Marlena brought out her demon voice and then the way he just stepped back in sheer terror, he looked like a scared little child. And that is something that I have really, really, really been appreciating about his performance through all of this. I like that he's no fool. And yes, there's a lot of toxic, (laughs) masculine, savior, complex things that can be said about that kind of stuff that usually would annoy me. But I don't know. I like how John is taking charge and saying, no, the devil is not going to mess with my woman. Go get thee behind me um you know he is not taking any shit and he faces marlena and calls her out for being possessed and then the second that the devil shows himself he just slinks back and cowers away it was so real so beautiful and it wasn't just this moment that made it so great it was everything leading up to it that Drake was putting out. I think that it has just been all done really, really well. I'm so excited to see what comes next. What kind of havoc is the devil going to wreak onto Salem?
1: God, and you know my feelings, how John's been acting this entire time. I mean, we both hate the macho men on Days. There's a ton of them right now, between Brady and up. you know, and John. And John is right he's the one exception i do kind of hate how he is such like a stronghold over marlena during this like trying to keep her locked in the hotel uh, well they're whatever they live in it seems like a fucking hotel room
0: but it whatever like the hotel set, it really does <laughs> apparently it's got like four bedrooms
1: who wants to be trapped in there dude whether you're possessed or not Who wants to be trapped in that freaking place the entire time? So I was getting a little annoyed about that. But this is cute in a way. He is very concerned about Marlena. And for that, this is excusable. This is John. Marlena is still, at the end of the day, allowed to do what she wants, right? She left that next day or whatever. She's been wreaking havoc without him. And like you said, when he cowered away, it was just so real and just human and it was just very like you said he was like a child we finally saw fear in john black and i was really blown away to see him just react in such a way
0: and what other way would you react you gotta know that john is half expecting this all to be bullshit. God, this all really happened to him, but could it ever really actually happen again? There's probably some logical explanation. Marlena is probably just tired. Maybe she has dementia. There are so many other things other than devil possession, and when you're just proved right like that, just so blatantly, and yes, what do you do but cower back in the hallowed halls of St. Luke's?
1: No, completely. And I'm going to go ahead and throw in uh, a, a critical point here and just say that all of these scenes, though, were weakened. And this whole possession storyline has been weakened by the over-excessive drama, unnecessary just action scenes that are going on, the shootings. a being shot, that completely ruined the impact that all of these possession scenes could have had this whole big ending with Marlena on Friday. We had a Friday ending on Thursday with Abe being shot back in the day under Adina Higley days, and not just her, but former writers that have wrote days of our lives in general. The idea is the buildup for these storylines is usually pretty slow. It's kind of tedious. We're kind of working week by week, episode by episode, kind of waiting on something big to happen. And there's these small, big things that happen throughout these year-long storylines, but it's not always just these big, huge things all the time, right? We're leading up to a big ending. Usually the endings of storylines are huge, right? Kristen, Demera, the sex tape, being released at the wedding by Marlena, right? We were building up to that for so long. We were able to sit with it when it happened because there wasn't a lot going on beside that, right? We were following Kristen, doing all of these crazy things and everything else was kind of to the side, right? They were back burner storylines and we had one huge storyline that contained a bunch of characters but it was focused on one single goal and we don't have that anymore we couldn't really sit with anything that happened to abe with anything that happened to marlena because ron fucking carlavati rerun is just sitting here making this like it's ncis or something you know there's got to be a new murder every episode that's not what Days is I read it on this Ron Carlovati hate article, which I'm co-signing. I think it was from here. Days right now is way too plot-driven and is not character-driven at all. It's just everything is plot point-centered. But I know that was a long rant piece, but what do you have to say about what I just said?
0: <laughs> I mean, you're definitely right. Ron is definitely more of a plot guy. This whole Abe shooting, I, I do like... The havoc that it's bringing to Salem, I have to say, in my notes, I just have Salem is really a dark place these days. And it really feels like it with the devil there. And you know, Abe in the hospital after being shot is definitely, it definitely does add to that, even though it wasn't connected directly with the devil. It adds to this feeling of unrest in Salem and i do like the tone that it brings to the show with a being in the hospital healing from a gunshot wound that said who the fuck is carmine all right who the hell is this dude god i like you <laughs> said austin i'm somebody who definitely always likes to see the positives I always like to give actors a good, decent shot before I fully judge them. And I have to say, I haven't seen this guy on anything else. But wow, I haven't seen anything so bad on any soap opera in a really long time since Carmine. I can't believe he was the one who shot Abe. The very first time we've been hearing about Carmine forever. Um, I kind of liked Carmine up to this point. I'm like, who is this Carmine dude? He seems like he might be a badass. And then we get this, this Joker. I mean, God, Austin, how do you feel about Carmine?
1: He's a typical Ron Carlavati creation. That article that I was just referencing, and we're going to post a link to it too, mentioned, you know, Ron Carlovati hasn't created a successful character under his tenure and that really defines a good writer and this is just another rerun creation somebody just a throwaway character to come in to supposedly shake things up and I just have to say people that's peace for you I go on this whole big critical thing he shuts it down tries to make it all positive and then moves on and I have to say I am what's the point of a being shot what does this do now Paulina's you know, going to feel bad over this whole mom-, mom thing, her not telling Lonnie that she's her mother. It's like, let's get that over with already. It's like the one thing that's being drug out and like actually being paced kind of right is this storyline. Like, it's just stupid. That's the thing that should be rushed. Like, get that over with. Have Paulina tell Lonnie. That's not dramatic. That's stupid.
0: I kind of like the build-up with this whole (laughs) Lonnie-Paulina storyline. I am really fascinated by the Price family. I have been for a while. I did not like Eli nor Lonnie when they first started. But Lonnie especially has definitely impressed me as an actress over the years. And the addition of Paulina to this whole family mix with... Her and the twins now, I love that they're giving her this family. And I'm very invested in this family. And I think that it is absolutely heartbreaking that Lonnie is not Abe's daughter. I think that those two are going to be crushed. And I don't know how they're going to feel about Paulina. I'm so excited. This is such a great story, because through all of this buildup, the story hasn't even started yet. it drives so much more after this, and it, it's liable to change the landscape even I'm so intrigued, I'm so invested, I have no problem with this this whole thing being dragged out a little bit longer, and this big fabulous wedding that. I don't know if it's going to happen it is kind of a big deal because it is the se- only the second black wedding on days of our lives. Oh, so,
1: and I'm not shutting any of that down, obviously. And I'm not saying that Paulina and Abe don't, you know, I got, I'm looking forward to the wedding and everything too, but why can't Paulina just be her mother And first of all, Abe, still be the father. Like, this is just like, I don't think this is even necessary drama. Like, you know, we've talked about before, Peace. It's always you know, drama that's meant to divide the couples on days rather than have them working together. Let's have drama that Abe and Paulina can work through. And like now we've got all of this, like we're never even able to focus on one thing. And I understand plot twists and turns. And I'm definitely somebody who loves a very fast paced days of our lives. I like that. But the best part about days and soap operas are those slow moments where you're waiting, where you're building, where you don't know what's going to happen next. But now it's just like, you know somebody's going to get shot eventually. You know there's going to be a kidnapping. You know there's going to be a paternity thing. You know, these things aren't rotated out with calculation. They're just thrown in willy-nilly god for a lack of better fucking terms and it's just like you know there's no rhyme to reason no method to madness it's bad writing just wrapping this up really quick the idea going back to my long rant earlier which is just going on top of this second long rant What I'm saying about Ron Carlovati having so much action-packed stuff, like on the surface, that seems like, oh my God, this is a fun, action-packed day's but that's bad writing because we're not able to sit with anything. We can't sit with the reaction from Marlena when, you know, we just got through with the scene of everybody freaking out about Abe, you know, Paulina's in the hospital. Abe's chest is wide open. Like, how can you even care when we know, you know, we're waiting on Marlena's devil eyes to turn on. And then how can we care about that though? When we know that there's just going to be another dramatic thing. And I don't know, maybe I'll get torn apart too. Oh god, you want to make days boring, but that's not what I want to do. I just want to slow it down a little and be able to sit with Marlena's shit.
0: And I definitely get that. Everything good that I was saying about the whole price storyline could be applied to these other storylines. The price storyline is definitely secondary to this whole Marlena fiasco. And Now, with this Abe situation, that's another thing that takes precedence over the whole wedding stuff, even though that's, I guess, technically a part of it. But the A storyline in this show is being rushed through, and I guess that would be the instinct is to make your a storyline go bam 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 while you're dragging out the b storyline from behind the scenes but really that's a bad way to drive story because you want time to sit and invest with with the biggest storyline that's going on right now and yes all like that whole church scene between marlena and julie and then john was definitely overshadowed by this weird random stuff this mob stuff that doesn't necessarily seem to have to do with anything right now so i definitely get what you're saying
1: and speaking of some side stories piece what do you think about uh with what's going on with this whole chloe being torn between these two macho men she's torn between a, a rock and a hard place literally you know brady and philip when chloe's like right a there in
0: being- a hard place Yeah. Oh, I would love to to be on. You know, both sides of that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, hey, hey. I don't know anymore. Actually,
0: Chloe is a princess, living the dream. I mean, you have these two wonderful men, Brady on one side, Philip on the other. Both wealthy, curious men. I mean, God, I don't. I dare you to find one wrong thing with this story austin
1: yeah and this is our first podcast so i don't know if people are gonna understand your sarcasm <laughs> yeah i mean you know it is just god, i'm all me
0: dude get my sarcasm or not
1: no i know baby hey hey i'm here for it and god I just, you know, at the end of the day, though, I don't understand why we're going back through this. You know, uh, this whole tree thing that's been going on. And I know this what that wasn't really mentioned this week. I guess that's kind of blown over now. But, I mean, the tree thing.
0: Literally blown you know, over. A hurricane came and took that tree away. I can only hope so, at least. I
1: hope so, too. You know, I don't know about it in the middle of Illinois. But the tree thing with Brady getting punched by Phil up to Brady acting like he's just this dream perfect man. who's never done anything wrong and sucking up to Chloe. Like we know what he's doing. He's trying to get into bed with her acting like he's not. Oh, well you can stay with me. You don't have anywhere else to say, but don't get any wise ideas. Like, come on Brady. Don't you get any wise ideas?
0: It's sick. It's absolutely sick. Brady has always consistently been one of my favorite characters over the years. I've always loved Mm. Brady. I loved Brady with Madison. I loved Brady with Teresa. And I just think that he, he is a handsome, charming fellow. But God, anymore, he absolutely disgusts me in the way that he... Just, ah, uh, he's so cocky and self-righteous. He acts like he's actually different from Philip. He's a dog. And, you know, so is Philip. And what upsets me the most is that Chloe as a character is so much better than both of these men. She's worldly. She's classy. She's smart. She's tough. She's independent. There's nothing that this woman can't do. And she's playing these freaking games with Brady and... What's his face? Uh, Phillip? And it really just upsets me. And I can understand... Well, maybe she's liking the attention, you know? Like, yeah, just play around fool around with these guys for a while see see what happens and i can kind of get that but god it's really not a good look girl i don't understand why you're wasting your time with these two men who are just gross
1: and they really have just uh, like you said you know this character of chloe is otherworldly you know right she's an opera singer she's like you said, she's been all around the world. She's done all of these things. She's a beautiful, beautiful woman. God, you know? And this is a gay man saying that, people. And she is drop-dead gorgeous. I remember, you know, years ago when I was first getting into this show, and I was like 13, 14 maybe, and, you know, still confused about my sexuality. And I was just always like, wow, she is so pretty. Like, if I am going to be straight, then I hope I can marry somebody like chloe lane but anyways that character has not been the same it has been ruined in particular by ron Carlovati. but to his
0: one good appearance since ron has been writing i have to point that out
1: but she hasn't been the same since they brought her and her mom on years ago and redid the whole paternity test thing with parker and she came back all crazy to steal daniel it was completely out of her character to just come in that crazy and psycho like that like that was just not her she's done things that are like that but it's not just come in it was a quick stint too it's only like you know three to five months so it was written really fast which might work in a ron carla days we're used to that now but Back then that wasn't how it went down. So it was really strange, but she hasn't in the same sense. She mentioned the other day, oh my gunshot wound. And it's just like these characters have been through so much in Ron Carlovati's days of our lives. And they need to take a rest. We need to be able to like let these characters have other things happen in their life. Like, what's wrong with you know having just some I don't know, regular storylines in here every now and then. But do you get what I'm saying at all?
0: Going going on... Reflecting real life? Going on from that point, something that I believe and something that I've heard a lot of other people say that Daisy has really been lacking on are the family moments. And to be honest... Back in the day, watching with my other shows, All My Children, and One Life to Live, which are both very family-oriented shows, those sappy family scenes, they were never my favorite. But looking back and realizing what we're missing, it is really something. And it's it's an important part of soaps these good family friend moments that don't have to do necessarily with drama or steamy romance, just two people connecting or a group of people connecting. And, you know, we see the Damaris get together and act all goofy and that's fun. But Andre and Anna are the only real Damaris left. Well, as far as, recast actors but it seems so forced when we get these family scenes anymore and something that makes soap operas so unique from any other show or genre is that you get people who have been playing mother and daughter for you know 10 20 30 years every single day and you you feel the bond you see the bond and you know the bond and just by them having a simple conversation you know everything that's going on and you really don't get any of that at all these days on this show
1: i completely agree with you and when i first started watching days which i guess i always forget but i think it was like october november of 2009 and when i first started watching that's what really drew me in. Like we're just those family moments. I remember there was this one Christmas scene with the Tameras and They were trying to have a happy Christmas, but EJ and Stefano were keeping the kids away from Sammy. So they didn't want to celebrate it. And, you know, but it's just like, you saw the Christmas tree decorated and the DeMera mansion looked great and the set looked big still. And, you know, they were still kind of doing good production at the time. And it was just those small moments. Uh, I saw, you know, one of the first scenes I saw with, the first, very first scene I ever saw with Kate. Was just her in the Brady pub, or maybe it was a cheating heart or something. But she ran into Philip, and he was going through his problems with Melanie at the time because you know she had just figured out that Philip and Chloe had slept together and they just you know bumped into each other. Kate hadn't figured out yet. Philip dumped the information on her really quick, he was in a bad mood, and Kate was just so taken back and so sad for her son and she wasn't being vengeful or vowing revenge in the moment like she was just being human like a mother like in the moment and obviously later on after that she had a plot and there was a story but in that moment there was time for just a real moment between two family members and when i first started watching days what really interested me about it was that I just thought it was so realistic. I know that sounds crazy, but I really looked at this show as if, oh my God, if if reality were heightened just a little, this is how it would be. These characters and these actors who are portraying them are doing such a great job uh, having chemistry with each other, making this real and making it seem like this is actually a real place that Salem, Illinois actually exists. And it does, but, you know, not the, you know, you want this Salem, Illinois to exist, not the real one. It's a shithole. But,
0: um... I'm moving to Salem, Illinois now that now that I know that it's a real place, I'm gonna Dude,
1: When you come down, we should go. Well, let's just drive through there and uh, take a picture by the side. Yes, we can, yes. We, we can upload it on this page of social media or something.
0: <laughs> I wanna take it right in front of Doug's place.
1: Oh my god, yeah, yeah. We and we've gotta eat that good, you know, Brady clam chowder at the you know the pub um or whatever the hell they serve there something like that
0: i'm going to be very disappointed if salem is not like it is on the show Austin. i'm just saying that right now
1: and what do you think p speaking of k what do you think about k and uh roman i know you're a big fan of this and everything and you've been really gushing over this and you and you've been saying that this has been building for a while just to kind of go off there for a second so Peace has been kind of providing me some backstory information as of these past couple of years, because I haven't been watching days consistently, probably, I don't know, since when, you know, probably since Ron Carlevati really took, well, I know I watched during the Nicole coming back with the mask thing. I watched during that, but the last full story I watched was when Will came back from the dead, and I was so disappointed with how they handled that. And I'll get into that another time. But Peace has been providing me some backstory information as of these past couple years. Because even though I started watching days before him, he's been more consistent these past couple years. But go ahead, Peace, about this whole Roman and Kate thing.
0: I have to say, I'm not necessarily gung ho for Kate and Roman. I think that they're a good couple. I think that Roman definitely needs some romance. And I'm not always one to say that every character needs romance, but I think that Roman is somebody who does need a stable woman in his life. And I think that Kate, with all of her misfortune lately too, I definitely see them drawn to each other that whole year when Kate turned her back on business and was working for Roman in the pub you really got to see their relationship blossom i feel like and yeah this is something that i'm ready for it's something that i am looking forward to i'd l- i'd like to see these two characters together i never watched when they were together before i think that they're an interesting couple i think that in their older years i think that they could be good for each other and i'm not upset at all by it i'm not begging please please get together now i'm not that invested in it but i do like it and i'm ready for it
1: and i'm not saying that i don't like roman and kate together i agree with what you're saying like they're cute But that's the thing. They're cute, like two old people being together. And I'm not saying that in a mean way, but I'm saying it in the way of Kate is like a sexual woman. Like she was just with Jake. And, you know, she's known for her intensity and being, you know, a little out there. And I don't think Roman can handle that at the end of the day. And I don't think Kate is necessarily ready to settle down in that. Like maybe Kate is ready to settle down and find a lover, or her dream lover. And I completely believe that, but I don't think in the way of Roman, she needs somebody in the way of when EJ and Sammy, before James Scott got killed off his EJ, when they were together and making things work. And it was just really great she needs something like that someone who accepts her flaws who lets her be herself and that's i don't think gonna happen with roman and listen i have been out of it for a couple years so i don't know this whole what they have done with their relationship and you have to fill me in on that a little after this and let me know now too after i'm done with he has accepted some more of her flaws and he's never really been critical of kate he has always been pretty accepting of her and stuff but I'm just saying, you know, Kate's going to get involved in something crazy again, especially in Ron Carlovati's world. Like, these two are not going to end up together. I don't want to deal with the drama and all of the stupid shit that's going to surround what this relationship's going to entail. It's not worth it. I don't think it's interesting enough. And I do believe, though, what you said, with Roman needs love. I agree with that. I just don't think it should be with Kate. I think they both need their own partners that you know accept them for who they are
0: yes and this is a very easy route they're taking oh two lonely people of a certain age in salem let's put them together that's why it's not even necessarily bad because it's so easy but that's also why it'll never be great and yeah you know i mean everything that you're bringing up is valid and that's a story that's going to be told can these two manage in a romantic relationship Roman has always been, you know, very accepting of Kate, but he's at least recently, you know, he's never had to be her boyfriend, potentially, you know, even more if it gets there, you know, he's going to have to really accept certain things about Kate that he might not have done before. You know, he got to know her while she was working in the bar. Well, be it, you know. They didn't know
1: each other, right. They've been together before years ago, you know, I mean, you know, they were worked-
0: years ago and you know, they've always remained friends. Yes. But they haven't had that intimate relationship in a very long time where they really need to be able to truly accept each other. And, defend each other even you know they they have had that distance for a long time and in this most recent reconnecting that they've been doing i'm saying that was when kate was away from all of the scandalous stuff when she was leading a good roman style life and she realized didn't,
1: didn't she just lie about amnesia or something for jake but i guess that's more toned down for kate
0: well, no, that's what I'm saying. She left that whole life because she realized that she wanted more in life, and ever since then, she has been, you know, acting okay, more, you know, like that Kate, that mischievous, devious Kate. And Roman, seeing her go from, you know, this really close friend to now being this free, independent woman, he's looking at her and thinking that's really hot.
1: Sure. I got, he's just another macho man on days. And, and, you know, in a way too, it does seem like, right. Rowan's this lonely old man. He kind of did just have a little thing to her the other day, right. That he would kind of accept her, right. He'd have like a little, sort of speech to her like he's ready to start this and so it was very much a plea like I'm here and you know I know your past type of thing as well I don't know if he exactly said that but it was reminiscent of that so I understand that but it's just not going to work out we know it's not going to work out I don't want to see it and Kate deserves someone who's still a little <laughs> up to par sexually in that way
0: are you, su- are you suggesting that they bring back Ted Laron?
1: No. Oh my. Oh my God. Yes. So I did watch during those times. And was that a Ron Carlovati character, Ted? Yes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Bravo, Ron. Bravo. Yeah. There you go, guys. Those are the great five star characters you get on Days of Our Lives under a Ron Carlovati world. Fuck Dina Higley, right? Xander,
0: are saying.
1: well, Xander, I think he was Dina Higley. I,
0: I was going to say Xander is Dina Higley.
1: So there you guys go. You guys love Xander. Whoever's...
0: Going, Xander. Who was it? Who was that? Get him out of here. Sorry. That was my fan.
1: <laughs> the one fan we have.
0: Yeah, my fan.
1: Oh, okay. I don't get any.
0: Well, you need to earn his trust more. He says you're too negative.
1: I know. We once we start getting like at least like five viewers, we'll have to do like some surveys to see who's more likable.
0: We're gonna put them all together and make them fight to the death.
1: Sure. Day Ron Carlovati Day Style.
0: Yes.
1: But everybody will be brought back from the dead except for um, Adrian.
0: Except for Adrian. Oh my god, I'm fucking dead.
1: The one person who just cannot come back for whichever reason.
0: Well, Adrian and Stefan too.
1: True, true. It's like you know we'll just do the whole doppelganger thing. I mean, but they're still doing the whole double thing in a way, like, and it's just like that's just obnoxious. You, but anyways, uh, what do you think about the whole Bonnie, Justin, Karyakas, Xander, and Gwen? being in and out of jail and
0: it's all very silly. I mean I am probably the biggest Melinda Trask fan that you will ever meet. I love that <laughs> character so freaking much. I think that she's Salem's resident badass. I think that she takes no shit from anybody and I love watching her throw people in jail and saying, No, you're not getting away with this. <laughs> you know, I just love that there's somebody in Salem who will just look people in the eye and say, No, you've done enough and you're going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> there is the whole history of her daughter, Haley, being killed by Kristen. But this is something that I've, I've, That has really been building up in me all week. Going back to the original point, seeing the four of these people in jail. I mean, God, you know they're not. You know that none of them are staying in jail. (laughs) So it takes a lot of the fun out of it when you already know the outcome. Going off of that, we had a very interesting scene between Victor and Trask. Now, I don't really know what the hell they were trying to do there. Like they were acting like buddies. Like Victor said, oh, you're a woman after my own heart. And they were joking and getting along. God, that is not who Melinda Trask is. Melinda Trask would never, ever go to a meeting like that with Victor. Melinda Trask would have gone over there and taken his offer and said, actually, no, I'm going to throw all of them in jail. And then I'm going to go and fucking hunt down Kristen DeMare myself. And I'm going to put her in jail. And then I'm going to put you in jail. Oh, That's what Melinda Trask would have said. But instead, she goes over there and says, okay, I will give you two people that I've got dead to right, and you give me Kristen DiMera, like, I get that there's a personal history there, and I get that she really wants Kristen DiMera, and that is her big fish, is Kristen. But it's like, God, she would never, ever, ever sacrifice the integrity of her job by just letting two criminals free like that. I just really think that it goes against who she is. Um, I found this whole Victor trask friendship offensive honestly being the da in salem real tough job you know you can never win but god at least make it interesting you know trask is such a great character and she deserves so much more and god you know we know that all these people are getting off anyways like god can we at least make this interesting and you know we don't get too much of her so like can we make it count And that's
1: just rerun, no character consistency. And it's like, there's, yeah, there's a recast here. She's not acting the same Uh, real, you know, if there was a real writer running the show, we could maybe hope that that was something underlying. Maybe this isn't the real Melinda Trask, which would be obnoxious, right? Because this is done all the time, but it's like, at least it would be an explanation here. Cause I was too thrown back by the idea of her saying, well, what's in it for me? type of thing from victor it's like and i haven't seen this melinda trask that's been on these last couple years the last time i remember melinda trask was when she was involved in the whole sammy brady um trying to kill that um bernardy guy Uh, well you know when she accidentally shot him you know um in the hospital um so you know that's a melinda trask i remember you know like you said PC, you've seen more of her but she was you know, law-abiding, you know? Um,
0: Absolutely law-abiding, to a fault.
1: I guess besides that time when she was trying to sneak her sister into the country, but that was for goodwill, you know? Like, that was, you know, like, that's not like... Her daughter. Her daughter, oh, hey, I wasn't watching during the time. Thanks for the backstory, baby. <laughs> that was the old Melinda Trask, right?
0: Yeah, that was the old Melinda Trask.
1: And I agree with what you said the other day. This Melinda Trask, this actress that's playing Melinda Trask is very similar to the other Melinda Trask. Um, Like she's playing the role very similar.
0: Yeah, I have no issues with the recast at all. I think that both women are very talented.
1: Oh, I agree.
0: And when it comes to inclusivity on soap these days, we do see more and more Black cast members and we do see more of a Black presence in soaps but one thing that has always been lacking and one thing that days of our lives has tried to do more than any other soap not that they've tried very much is asian representation which is extremely lacking um and that's another reason why i love melinda trask so much is because she is a strong asian woman and and the only one that you're seeing on daytime today so That's why this character is so important, and that's why she does deserve better. We need to see some good quality stuff with Melinda Trask, and Ron Carlovati owes it not only to the actress and the character, but to all of his uh, viewership to really work hard on melinda and realize the character that you're writing for
1: i completely agree and Days is a show that can do this they have a large you know hispanic cast also Mm -hmm. with rafe and gabby but you know and they used to have Eduardo and the mom on there um and that was i think that was that was that was pre though um correct me if i'm wrong ron carlovati correct
0: I believe, I'm not positive, but I do believe that was pre-Carlovati.
1: I'm almost positive it is. And correct me if I'm wrong, I don't care. But i feel pretty sure he didn't create
0: none of them. He didn't create Eduardo or anything. I know He, he definitely didn't. didn't create any of those characters.
1: No, no, no. So that was all before him. So yeah. um, there you go. You know, Ron, the pressure's on, baby.
0: I that family so much.
1: I love that actor that uh, played Eduardo.
0: He was great.
1: He was on Long Hair. <laughs> um, God, I'm just he was stupid. That
0: damn cowboy show.
1: You know me. I love a good gay cowboy, baby.
0: <laughs> was Eduardo gay?
1: Uh, no, but you know, well, you know, not openly, but you know, I wow. know something that you don't know.
0: Wow. I know, and that's. Do
1: that's just not quick bait, people. You have to tune in on the next podcast for me to answer that question, Peach just asked.
0: Oh, my God. Do I have to wait? Yes. God damn it.
1: But I'll get into your pants before that, you know, my just God. to tie you over.
0: He's just kidding, people. I would never <laughs> let him into his pants.
1: He's been asexual. But, he, you know, he is uh, sexual. I mean, he is... You know what? romantically inclined toward men.
0: So, all you uh, young single <sighs> <men> out there, <laughs> Ooh,
1: this is now a dating thing. <laughs> but not for me, surprisingly. <laughs> this is a talk about a Ron Carlevati plot twist.
0: Yeah, seriously. Doesn't it's just sense. about it. Interesting has one too.
1: Yeah doesn't make sense out of nowhere and will be forgotten about in a couple of weeks. <laughs> so, are we ready to move on to our hot topic for the week?
0: Yes, each week we're going to have a little topic about the state of Salem. That's what we're calling it, the state of Salem. And it's going to be like a sort of mini, not exactly full state of the union type of address, but we're going to talk about one aspect of this show something that could is either being done well or something more likely that could be improved upon like this week in the state of salem we're going to talk about how days has no gays salem used to be a bustling town they were Probably at one point, practically on the verge of building a full fledged gay bar. Um, but they never got the chance because all the gay people left. And
1: they're kicked off, left. Ron Carlovati kicked him out. A gay man himself wrote out all the gay characters in Days of Our Lives.
0: And it sucks if, for whatever reason, you need to move Will and Sonny off the canvas for some reason that we don't know, do not let that be the end of the gay community in Salem that we've spent years building up in such a great, realistic way that has never, ever been done on any soap opera before. It was really something special. We had multiple gay characters. We had gay friendships. We saw a lot of just gay lifestyle and It was really something special. It was something that I know that a lot of people could relate to going back to Will's coming out story, which affected so many people, you know? So where are all the gays?
1: Yes. And hello, Will's coming out story affecting so many people. Me. I was going through the exact thing at the exact time. It was just time so perfectly in my life. I was, you know, like 15 years old you know, talking to this guy online, not going into a whole therapy session, but I ended up actually dating this guy, you know, for four years. But going through this whole relationship, coming out process with my mom, who was always just very much like Sammy Brady-esque anyway. I said in the beginning, my mom, you know, has watched Days and named me after Austin Reed and everything. And she loves Sammy Brady. And literally, will's coming out was very similar to mine and it was something that i was able to connect with like you said so many gay people not just me but hello me too Um, and the fact that ron wrote them out is just disgusting and that's just one of the reasons that i did love days so much like i remember watching days when i first started and will was with gabby And I just always thought, like, he just seemed like he was going to be a gay character. He just, you know, seemed that way. And then I remember reading the articles, like, there were rumors going around circling that, you know, Chandler Massey's Will Horton was going to come out and stuff like this. And, you know, and I was like, there's no way, you know, and then the rumors just got stronger and stronger. Then they brought Sonny on. And I was like, wow. And up until Ron wrote them out, they consistently had gay representation. Whether it was Will or Sonny, whether it was Paul, you know, whether it was just you know one of those side characters that they had, you know, been bringing in. Um, Ron Carlevati killed it, and he's a gay man. And I'm not going to be sensitive about this because he needs to listen. <laughs> and he needs to basically include the community that he's a part of. And the fact that he's not, it's like, what is he trying to do? Appeal to the networks? You know, is he afraid that he's going to get wrote off? So he wrote off the gay people, you know, bring back the gay characters, no matter what it takes, have some fucking gay balls.
0: Exactly. Exactly. We saw it in beyond Salem, which was ordered and approved by the network. So You know, they are obviously okay with gay storylines on the show. So why aren't we seeing it?
1: Well, on, on Peacock, you know, but not on the broadcast NBC. You know, what, are they done with it? Or, you know, have the complaints been enough? They need, and you said that, you know, how they wrote them off was just, they just figured out so suddenly, wasn't it?
0: Yes, they didn't know until they were reading their scripts for the week. And you can see Freddie Smith talk about this on his podcast, Freddie and Alyssa, where he has Chandler Massey on as a guest. I highly suggest that any of you gays of our lives listeners, um, obviously you love the gays on Days just like us. I highly suggest if you haven't seen it already, going back and watching that interview because they do go into detail about how they found out and how devastated they were. It's definitely a must watch.
1: And it's fucking sick. And of course you do it to the, you know, and obviously these uh, actors aren't gay in real life but you do it to the, you know, the gay characters. And, and I'm all for, listen, there needs to be a gay representation on tv in the way of gay actors playing gay characters but this was at a time when chandler massey and freddie smith you know they originated these roles when you know god it was controversial just to have gay characters in general so i think they're kind of grandfathered into this idea you know so you know i would love them to come back and take the roles but i mean God, I mean, we just see gay characters in general on here. You know, whether it be Freddie and Chandler, whether it be Will and Sonny recast with gay, actual gay actor representation, or whether it be new characters, whether it be a trans character, whether it be gay and trans characters and an asexual character, you know, right. There's time for this and cast members, listen, Nicole and Chloe. Why can't they become bisexual or something? Or God, explore relationship with them. That would be fucking beautiful.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the thing. It doesn't have to be a new character. Anybody can struggle with these feelings. It's a story for literally anybody. And that's what I loved about what they were doing with Chanel's character when when she first came on. But now that she's been paired with Johnny... They seem to really have just sort of dropped it. That she was fluid and that she didn't really ascribe to any particular label or classification. It's not about, oh, I'm having feelings for somebody of the same sex. I must be gay. Because life isn't like that. You know, these are feelings that people have every day, even on a subconscious level, that they're not even necessarily struggling with. These are just real human feelings that don't need to define any part of you. We can have storylines like that where, you know, it's not about the classification, but about the people just the idea that, you know, attraction can exist on a spectrum and everything. I love that that idea was being explored through Chanel's character. And I wish that we had seen more of that. And God, that's not to say that she can't be with a guy, obviously. But we haven't seen any of that since she started getting with Johnny. She just seems like any other straight girl. And I wish that we would have had more of that queer presence
1: and and at the same time the idea of Chanel being with the guy is okay and I know you're saying it is but you know we don't have to you know have her hitting on other girls right like you know that's a thing right like a lot of bisexual women when they get into a relationship with a guy they're just accused of being straight because oh you're with the guy and stuff and you're not flirting with other women and stuff and like right like Technically that's okay. And that's realistic too. Like Chanel being in a relationship with Johnny and being a monogamous and everything like that's okay. But we're, you know, your reaction though, is a defense mechanism that you have geared toward Ron Carlovati's writing process of that. Now he's abandoned this and we're never going to go back to it. Right. That doesn't happen in real life sexuality, but that's what Ron's probably doing here. But She should be able to do this. We want this explored more in general is what you're saying, right? And now that she's in a relationship too, it's went dormant. But now we've got a war. Is it ever going to happen again? Because we know this isn't going to last forever because it is a Ron Carlovati days. So when they break up, is she going to be fluid again? Is she going to be going for girls? Her and Allie? that would be great. Or like you mentioned the other day, piece of polyamorous relationship, which God, all of this is asking days a lot. It shouldn't fucking be. But it's like, oh my God, days acts like this is uh, asking uh, a lot of them to include all of these characters and stuff, but it shouldn't be. Crazy, you know, that we don't have a trans character or a gay character. And it's like, God, you know, okay, maybe we can't get a polyamorous relationship yet, which, like I said, we should be able to. But let's, like you said, get at least like two women in a relationship. Days hasn't done that. Which is weird because the other soaps, you know, that was the thing, right? Like there was a lesbian relationship before there was a gay because it seemed like gay was more threatening. But on days, it's like they won't put none of the women together,
0: seriously. Yeah, and that's interesting that you bring that up.
1: And I have to say, just a little shout out to Days of Our Lives fans. And it's because it's just shocking that days is doing this because you look at the comments and stuff and days fans want Will and Sonny days. Fans are the most progressive, most accepting, most open-minded soap opera fans. There are, that's why days has always been a groundbreaking soap opera and the way that we'll do these storylines before anybody else does. That's why we're able to have a possession storyline on days of our lives. You know, again, for a second time. You know. That's why we were able to have. Will Horton. Be the first. Openly gay character. On. In soap opera history. And it happened on days of our lives. These things happen. Because of the fans that watch days. You know. They're the most loyal. And you know. They're the most accepting. So the fact. That. God. God. They're watching, and Ron's still writing the fucking show, right? He's writing the show, and they're still watching. So what does that say about their loyalty? They're here for the long haul. Give them what they want. They want the gay representation. They want the trans representation. You know, I know, peace. you're a big fan of Leo, and I'm a newly big fan of Leo since Beyond Salem. And um, bring him on, right? He pushes... The bar, and that's what I'm saying. You know, right? You can do this gay stuff on Beyond Salem, on Peacock. You can push the bar on there, but would Leo have been that flamboyant on the network? And I know he usually is, but he was a little. I feel like even push. You know, he He went really far. A little
0: bit extra, and I I
1: loved it. I just say I loved it. It was real. That's how like game it are. That's how game it are. Get over it.
0: You know. It was tamed. It was still tamed down compared to how some gay men (laughs) are. And yes, Leo has always been very gay. And yes, he was definitely even more gay beyond Salem. But yes, it's about that presence in this town. You know, we had Paulina come in and talk about having no black-owned businesses and really trying to diversify salem and yes we need to diversify salem in all aspects we need to see this be you know god a wonderful diverse community that we know that it can be it doesn't have to be all about the white hortons and the white bradys
1: the white straight hortons and white straight bradys completely you know bring
0: in white straight hortons and the white straight bradys and well
1: Yes, and I have to say another um, unpopular opinion. I prefer Guy Wilson over Chandler Massey. Shoot me like Abe got shot. I don't care. Listen, um, I think that you know Guy Wilson is just. And I don't know his sexuality in real life or anything. But he's
0: straight. He,
1: is he? Well, he very much played the role so much more authentically, and uh, and hearing that he's straight then. I don't know if he should necessarily come back. I guess if there is a new recast, it should be a gay man or, you know, God, a bisexual man or, you know, something, but get somebody in there that actually openly admits they like men. We need that. But I do, I did prefer Guy Wilson over Chandler, not right away, you know, but he grew on me. I really, really thought Guy Wilson's will and Paul having sex was so hot. If anybody has that scene, Please link it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we know what you're going to be doing tonight with that.
1: Oh, yeah, baby. And I just have to say, Kate has the makings of like a lgbtqi plus icon of a queer icon like she's like a a share or a madonna and like she was always accepting of will and stuff like they should have ran with that more like she should be like the type of woman that goes to the pride parades and has salem ever had a pride you know a pride in salem like god ron you are a gay man fucking act like it write like it and fucking Represent your community, the community that's supporting you. I can and I'm not trying to, you know, gender or sexualize the fans or anything or stereotype, it. God, a lot of men that watch days are fucking gay. They're LGBTQIA plus, just like you, Ron, just like me and peace, right for us. And right for the gay women that watch the show, too. And for the straight allies. Because, like I said, the Days fans, yes! fans are gay. Yes. The Days fans are gays fans, are Chad Demira's. Peace. Go into that whole Chad Demira thing we have.
0: Yes. All you straight allies out there listening, you, I'm proud to say, are a Chad Demira. Woo! A straight man. Who loves their gay friends and accepts them just the way they are? You are all Chad Damaras and we love you. Hashtag be a Chad DeMera.
1: And Peace made that whole thing up because we were just so taken aback and in love with the Beyond Salem thing when he did drag and he was just so into it the whole time. I mean, we love Billy Flynn, we love Chad, we love. The actor before Billy Flynn, too. But we love Billy Flynn. We love Chad. We've always loved Chad. Who hasn't always loved Chad? I am, speaking of Abigail, I'm a Kate Mancy girl. (laughs) I uh, am. I like Marcy Miller, I have to say. She's grown on me. I've always told Peace. I wish they would do a double storyline and bring kate mancy in and have them you know oh my god you're not the real abigail i am that would be the two women to do it with but we'll get into that we'll get in the whole recast thing that's the preview for next week's conversation the recast conversation and i've got a lot to say to you then ron carlovati you sick bastard (laughs) so peace what are your kind of final thoughts here
0: i am you know me forever hopeful I'm hopeful with most of these storylines that we've got going on. I'm, you know, I feel like next week is going to be even better than this week. I feel like we've been on a good roll lately with this uh, whole possession storyline moving. And I'm excited for, you know, our conversation next week. This has been so much fun doing this and I can't wait to keep doing it. It's fun to be a couple gays talking about days.
1: Oh, you said it, baby, and I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, we're here doing this podcast um, because me and Peace both love days. Um, because days needs representation in the podcast world, so just have to say we're here. We're queer. And we're ready to dissect days of our lives in a way that's not being done anywhere else. And that's all I'm going to say. And with that, um, with our name being gays of our lives, with us being two gay men, we're here to advocate for representation. And that's really the biggest thing about this. We're going to talk about days always just as two fans. But we are two gay men, baby. And we're queer and here to stay. Uh, and I'm really excited too, peace. Um, and next week, you know, we'll have a whole bunch to talk about, I'm sure, with the possession. And then we've got our state of Salem topic, being the recast of Salem. Yeah. So, and we
0: both have a lot to say about that.
1: We do, we do, positive and negative. I think you can guess who's going to say what. Who
0: <laughs> <laughs> who <Wait, wait. laughs> Everything. Oh, yeah. Negative. Spoiler alert.
1: Well, we know that when peace is getting off here, he's going to go and call Ron, have him come over and pull down his pants and, you know, lick between his cheeks. So, you know, we know what he's doing. And, you know, we know his state of Salem going on right now in his head.
0: So, you know. We're going to have to cut that out because I don't want his husband hearing that.
1: Oh, God. Come on, Peace. We both know Ron carlovati has been making passes at you for years now. Just like Ryan Murphy has me. Oh, God. (laughs) Alright, I'm ready to get
0: off of here. Alright. Watch Days of Our Lives weekdays on NBC. And watch Days of Our Lives
1: on wherever the fuck we're gonna upload this uh, podcast.